Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, your best source for information, news, tips, and tricks to get you off the ground running and earn success with your custom apparel decorating business. So get ready to soak up some knowledge. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mark. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 114. 114. 114 of the Custom Apparel Shardis podcast. My name is Mark Stevenson. And this is Mark Vila, and today we're talk, we're here to talk to you about how to raise your prices. Yeah, and um, we picked that title uh, specifically because half of you are drooling right now. Yeah. <laughs> and half of you are aghast that we might suggest that you may one day want to raise your prices. Yeah. So we're going to talk about all yeah, that. Yeah, and then a few people um, would have already skipped this episode if they weren't driving and couldn't <laughs> unlock their phone. Um, <laughs> so don't do it yet because this is an opportunity for you to raise some, more, make some more money. Yeah, and by raising your prices. And we'll start the podcast off to say that brought to you by Coldesi, where yes, we both is. work. We both work <laughs> at Coldesi. And uh, and one of the things that we do, which is the reason for this podcast, is uh, we talk to a lot of small business owners. If you are a first time listener here mm -hmm. um, or a new listener, we are constantly talking to small business owners, whether it's our uh, collectively as a company. So yeah. our sales team, our technicians, um, our trainers, and the folks in yeah. the marketing department and online. And one of the things that that oftentimes people struggle struggle with is making enough money, especially while they're learning their business and trying yeah. to figure out how to get this thing off the ground. Yeah. So hopefully it's something that can help you out. Yeah, and, and you know, one thing that we've run into as well is um, I'm always amazed at what an emotional issue pricing is. Mm -hmm. You know, you like yeah. you'd think, and I mean, you guys out there know what I'm talking about, that it's not just, you know, you're, you're not calculating what your price might be. You know, it's like a personal thing for a lot of small businesses, especially if you're a home-based business and you're doing something creative, doing something you love, you love, just starting, just getting started, um, a good percentage of you are, um, are really heavily influenced in your pricing by, by how you personally feel about money. Yeah, yeah. And like a lot of people that I talk to uh, really don't think that they should make that much money. They feel bad when they make a lot of money. Yeah. That is not me. <laughs> um, I feel better. Um, you know, so so you've probably got some emotional, I'm, I'm going to call it like um, barriers yeah. to making money that is related to how much money it's okay for you to make, Yeah, doing what you're doing, um, about uh, feeling bad when you think you're charging too much, even though you don't know why you think you're charging too mm -hmm. much. Um, and, um, and on the other side, there's some of you that shouldn't be charging that much. Yeah, there is you know, a, there's a limit. It, it's it's a pride thing. Like mm -hmm. I did this, I spent all this time. You know, it's worth you know a fifty. It's a fifty dollar t shirt because of what I put into it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. Yeah, there there's right? so we're going to talk about really how to raise your prices, but there's yeah. a level of balance here on knowing how to raise prices yeah. to the point where you are optimizing your business for what you want to do, right. making the right amount of money for the right amount of time you're putting in it. And you mentioned about how you feel about money and the reason I think that it is is um, time is one of the your time is one of the harder things to uh, make money on. Okay. Right. So um, one of the things are, um, you know, somebody say just buys pens like this. Okay. Right. And they go ahead and they buy a bunch of pens and then yeah. they take the pens and they put them in a store and then they sell them to people who walk into the store. Okay. And they make an extra 20% from what they paid for it or 30% from what they paid for it. Fair. They, they don't, there's not time involved in that really for okay. them, for this type of a, a transaction. So um, they bring it in, they sell it. They bring it in, they sell it. There's no time. It's easy to just say, you can calculate all the reasons why you charge that much. Well, I have to make a profit. It costs time in the store. Yep. Um, sometimes when I order pens, they're all broken. So I have to account for some sort of loss. Sometimes people steal them. They're shrinkage. Percentage of your display space. Yeah, there's all this stuff, but when but other times you have somebody who is uh, I don't know some sort of a metal forger who makes metal pens okay. and fills the ink, and it costs them nothing to make it. 
Yeah. But it took them hours to make this pen, right. and it becomes this $100 pen. You guys are selling that type of a product. A hat costs you two bucks. How could you possibly sell it for 30 Yeah. That's and a good it's point. It's all your time, and it's all your investment, and it's all—it's everything you learned. And that's kind of the point behind this: is that um, I embroidered some hats this week. Okay. And man, that just—I can just think of the amount of hours that I've spent over the years just okay. trying to be able to learn how to do that. Yes. It's not just easy. You walk in, and anybody can do it. So you deserve some money for being able to know how to do that. Yeah. And for having um, some equipment. But but, <laughs> you know? but but see now you're now you're at this at your. Uh, you're attaching a uh, a moral value yeah. to your time by saying that you deserve to get paid because you worked that hard. Yeah. Well, if somebody could buy the same hat for two dollars mm -hmm. and you're charging thirty, then then that's just not true. Then you just should have made the decision not to spend that time because it's not going to be worth it financially. Yeah. Oh, well, and they can't buy the same hat for two dollars because you've got to take. 10 cents worth of stitches. Yes. And put it on that hat in the shape of a logo. Sure. And it's got to look amazing. Yeah. You know, so, and all of that is worth a lot of money. Yeah. So, how do we do it? Okay, so um, I have no idea. <laughs> um, you, uh, you've told a story before, I believe. About yeah, this. and this, okay. is, this is really kind of about the perception of pricing and, um, and the impact of how you price your work on your life. Mm -hmm. Right, especially if you're a one-person business, this is your sole gig. Um, there was a told the story before. There was a, a gentleman in a pretty rural area up in the Midwest who had purchased a digital heat FX mm -hmm. uh, printer, and we didn't hear from him. Like he went through training and and he was making sure it's okay, um, and we didn't hear from him for probably four months after he bought the printer. And then he started complaining about not being able to make enough money. Mm -hmm. And he was in the Facebook groups and, and you know, uh, he was calling support and complaining. It was too expensive. It was taking too long. And he was basically going out of business. So uh, I reached out to him and we spent a little bit of time on the phone. And we talked about his business and his marketing and everything for a half an hour before we landed on the idea that he had purchased the system wanting to make t-shirts in his immediate area, which mm -hmm. was very small. Mm -hmm. And there was a screen printer in the area that was charging $8 a shirt. So he was charging $8 a shirt. And we did the math between the lease payment and the cost of the um, easy peel paper mm -hmm. and the cost of the t-shirts that he was doing. And his costs were more than $8 a month. Or eight dollars a shirt. Eight dollars a yeah. shirt. Well, close enough. Right. So, same thing. So, so basically, the the more orders he got, the more out of business he got. Yeah. Right. So that that's what he was doing. His he he didn't maybe he didn't feel like he deserved more, you know, or he didn't take a rational look at his pricing model. He never looked at you know what his pricing was compared to his competition. And he never explored the idea that he could raise his pricing. Yeah. He was sure that he couldn't. Yeah. Because you could buy shirts somewhere in the world for $8 yeah. that he could not charge any more you, you can buy anything anywhere for five times what you're paying for it now yes. and five times cheaper than what you're paying That's for it. That's absolutely It doesn't true. matter what it is. It yeah. just it doesn't matter what it is. And um, I know you feel bad when it's the exact same product sometimes, right? Like you just bought a you just bought, and I got a water bottle here, you know. Um, when I buy them at Publix, it's like six bucks. That's a grocery store around here. Um, when I buy them at Costco, which is another larger right. store, it's like three dollars. And I'm like, it's a bottle of water, yeah. You know, like I yeah. But and there's and there's no real difference. But the Publix is a whole heck of a lot more convenient. I go there, it's right around the corner from my house. It costs twice as much money, but they don't have a massive location and an annoying process to get through to purchase things. Yeah. So it's, you've got to, just because that guy could have, his competition was selling the shirts for eight bucks, doesn't mean that his shirts are worth right. eight and, bucks. And this is like, this is an extreme example of the impact that pricing things incorrectly can have on your business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He was literally going out of business because he wasn't charging And not even realizing it. Did is, not even right? know. Did not even know. Yeah. Because you're not factoring in the, because you bought the paper here and then, 
and then you bought this here and then, yes. and all of a sudden it feels like you've got money coming in, and then finally when the money goes to go out again, you're negative, you know, but you're also putting it on a credit card. You maybe aren't doing your math all on there and everything else. You're spending it on Yeah, so it'll you take you this. four months to realize that yeah. you're going broke. Now, the, the other side is true, though, too. Um, in spite of convenience, pricing stuff too high can be tricky. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of, so, for example, if, um, if your pricing isn't matching your market, like if you take the $8 shirt on the cheap side, if you tried to sell an $8 shirt, in a, uh, a really nice men's clothing store. Mm -hmm. I just imagine that it would not sell as well as it would at Walmart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Because yeah. you're not expecting, if you see an $8 shirt in a, uh, a high-end men's store, you're just going to assume there's something wrong with it. Yeah, this is the one that nobody wanted, and it's on clearance for some reason. It's that's not right. cool. I'm not even going to look uh, at yeah, it. Yeah, the one that's 25 bucks over there, that's the one that it's fresh, it's brand new. Yeah. You know, and there is that perception. Yep. Then again, if, you, if you're doing a simple white lettering on a black T-shirt and you want to get 35 or $40 for it, that may be too much, and mm -hmm. it reduces the number of people that are going to buy your garments. And while each individual sale might be profitable, your overall business isn't going to make yeah. it. Yeah, and right? and if and I know we've talked about this a lot of times, and, and this isn't the exact episode for this because we can go into it. But there's so many reasons why you can charge more. Yeah, and and so maybe a bird's eye view or some of these things are like with the digital printing. He could have printed a shirt like right then and there for somebody while wow, you in wait like five ten minutes yeah and the screen printer's probably not doing that for most all of his jobs Guaranteed. unless the he's screen is literally it. on no, the press and the ink it. was on the press yeah and the shirts were in his hand he's not going to just print you one more right. um so there's that it's also you know the amount of colors the digital one can yes. be a hundred colors the screened one's probably not more than than four yep you know and these are typical things the same thing and it goes true with everything that you do out there and it doesn't matter if it's uh if you're doing vinyl t-shirts or embroidery or dtg printing there when you start comparing it with other things out there there's something that you can definitely deliver yeah. better than somebody else who's charging cheaper so you've got to focus on that stuff yeah so um, now I'm going to test you. You had a good question oh, for gosh. me okay. right before the show mm -hmm. went on the air, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> okay, well, um, you talked about raising prices. Yes. And then the big question is, um, how do you know if you, if you're, when you're raising them too much? It's kind of, it's a scary thought. Yeah, um, I, I get that. And it's easy for me to talk about this because I'm not selling shirts in the market, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Um, so I don't have anything at, at stake. Yeah. So the, you know, in general, you know when you're pricing things too high. If you're already in business, mm -hmm. if you're already in business and selling shirts, you know if you're pricing things too high when people don't buy them. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's really it. Yeah. You know, is, is the market is going to tell you what your prices should be. If you make um, your own designs and you try to sell them and you've got your market defined and you're doing everything correctly, um, you know, you've got a good marketing strategy behind it, um, and you're selling them for, you know, $30 and no one's buying them. Mm -hmm. um, you might want to try it at 25 Yeah. Right? And then if more people buy them, then you'll know you're closer to the right price. So that, that's the idea behind testing, behind pricing strategies, is we've had different prices on different supplies and equipment that we've sold. You know, we've experimented with different prices, and what we find is sometimes when prices are too low, the number of sales go down, mm -hmm. right? Because people don't value them in the same way. And when prices are too high, we don't sell enough of them to keep that product here. Yeah, and, and there's also, there's when prices are too, uh, when prices are too low, you don't profit enough to be able to stay in business yeah. and offer a level, a specific level of service that you want to offer. And, and this is one of, the, one of the ideas behind testing for pricing is it could be that you have something that you sell for $20 very profitably mm -hmm. um, and you're happy with it, but it could be that if you sold it for $18, you'd sell 150% more. Yeah, that's the that's the, the really this, tricky stuff. Th this is this is where it gets tough because 
Remember, the idea isn't to sell shirts. Yeah. The idea is to make money. Yeah. It's to it's to be profitable, be in business. Yeah. Create something that you can pass on to other people. Live the dream. Enjoy doing it. Not hate doing it. Yep. Not um, missing everything you have to do, everything else in life because you're trying to do this just to stay afloat. The opportunity, the the you know the opportunity for you is to be able to create something that is the dream, right? Right. And that's this is part of it. So. One of the classic things that happens is a uh, somebody starts off as a small business. Mm -hmm. They're just getting going, and now you're selling shirts for twelve bucks. Yep. Right, and just on general, you're selling embroidered hats for twelve bucks, whatever the number is for whatever it is, and you're not making enough money to make this sustainable. Yeah. Okay. So this is where this really is important for you at this. Yeah, point and time. by the way. If you have not listened to prior episodes on developing your pricing strategy, then what probably happened is you came into the Custom Apparel Startups Facebook group, yeah, and you said, "Hey, I'm selling this T-shirt. How much should I charge?" Right? And you're going to take a consensus, yeah, which um, which I like is a good yeah. as a starting that's point. That's a that's a reason. That's that's actually much better than uh, driving down the road and seeing a sign for someone that says eight ninety nine hats, and then you decide to sell hats for eight ninety nine. Absolutely, or doing a Google search for people in your area. Yeah. Um, so the so so yeah. Okay. So so at this point in time, you this is where you've got to start to go up, and we're going to talk about how you can imp increase these prices because you are at the most danger of of anybody is that you're selling shirts that aren't profitable, whether it's in time or it's in actual dollars. So yeah. the example you gave earlier, that's in actual dollars. The other's in time where you end up, you start doing the math and you're like, I just paid myself $4 an hour. Yeah, and um, I mean, I'm just gonna ask everyone that's listening to this podcast, please do the math. Yeah. You know, don't ignore it. Don't assume that because you're selling t-shirts for $20 each, that you're actually making money. Yeah. I don't know. If you don't do your numbers, you don't know what's going on with your business, and if you don't know what's going on with your business, then you the likelihood of you failing in business is are high. significantly yeah. higher. So let's go ahead and get into maybe testing some strategies yeah. of increasing pricing, and then we'll pepper in some more of our thoughts on all this stuff throughout we do, or, right? Or, or salt in. Yeah, well, on your favorite <laughs> spices. Uh, no, I, I got blood pressure things. So I'm yeah, avoiding okay, the salt. Gotcha. That's a myth. Um, <laughs> all right. So the the first one is is actually uh, one of my favorites because I, I I named it myself. All right. And I named it after one of my favorite books. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, book. the yeah. the tipping point. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. But um, what I'm going to call the tipping point method to raising your prices, is just um, to do it slowly. You know, so if you currently sell online um, or in person, either one actually, you know, try raising your prices by a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when I when I'm talking about a little bit, I'm not talking about pennies. I was thinking a penny. Were you? Yeah. Okay. I mean, take That's a while. Make a difference. It would tile to get take a while to get there, but a, you'd a penny it. a minute. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. Um, so what I'm going to suggest is that if you if you sell shirts for fifteen dollars. That you try selling them for sixteen or sixteen fifty mm -hmm. or seventeen dollars, mm -hmm. and you measure the difference in the sales. Now this is kind of an A or B, because you're not doing them concurrently necessarily. You're just going to gradually raise your prices a little bit at a time, and and you're going to look at your sales every week or every day or every month, and you're going to pay attention to two lines. The first one is the quantity, mm -hmm. and the second is your profit. Right, so if the quantity keeps going up or stays the same as you um, raise your price on your shirts, that's a huge win. Yeah. Because you're making more per shirt and you're selling more shirts. And believe it or not, that does happen. Now I'm going to make this. Um, I'm going to make this extremely harder. For okay, you right go. Now. Okay, I'm so ready. you are a um, a newer, smaller business. Yes. So. Um, but month one, you, you got two orders. Month six, you got you know fifteen orders, something like yep. that. You're just gr gradually growing, but sure. you realize you're really not making the money that you need to make, and you start doing all these dollar per hour type of stuff. Yep. And you know, I can never even afford to hire an employee because I can never pay somebody as little as I pay myself. Yeah. To do this, so saying that, um, at the, you're already incrementally growing. 
you know, two orders, four, six, yeah. eight, 10, 12, right? And, okay. and you know you're growing a little bit. Um, so as you're raising these prices, how, how do you properly measure that number? Because you are already growing. Yeah, it, it's tough. Um, one of the, but one of the things that you can do is you can just plot your growth. Okay. Okay, yeah. so um, you can just do a traditional chart Mm -hmm. with PowerPoint or Excel or Google or whatever that just has your, your sales every month and, and just draw the line, sales and quantity, and see how much you're growing. And as you, as you change your profit, I mean, as you change your pricing, just make sure that line is going in the same direction. And then if not, you can adjust. Yeah, okay. okay. So you could also just like steal your fourth grade kid's graph paper. You could do that. Do you, could, you could plot it that way if you want to. <laughs> uh, oh, okay then. So that is a good point too because that's something that we do look at is you, you plot your data as much as you can. You could do um, number of orders, units of shirts, dollars coming in. These are all three profit things. Profit per shirt. Profit per shirt. Um, profit overall and yes. chart all of this stuff and then you can look for trends yep. on what's going on. If, you, if you're a fan of The Office, these are the TPS reports. The t yeah. they, they really, and we, we do, we do um, a couple of dozen. Yeah, we do a lot of them. Month. We, we do, do a lot of them month. and we figure, just because we want to know the business. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this way somebody comes in and says, what's going on with this in the market? We know what's going on. Hey, you know what? I really like the tipping point too, especially if you do a face-to-face -face or a market business or a retail mm -hmm. business because you'll get, you'll get immediate response. Like if you don't say anything about the, the price, we've got a bunch of customers that do a market every week. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. So if you if you're selling shirts or promotional products at, at a market every week, then raise your prices two bucks a shirt, mm -hmm. and count the number of sales that you get and see if anybody says anything. But Mark, I I bought shirts from you a few times before. They've always been sixteen bucks or at eighteen. Yeah, there have. Do you think eighteen is too much? Because we thought it was fair. Well, I, you just always sold it to me for sixteen. Yeah, that's before. true. If you want, you know what I can do is pick a couple of shirts and I'll sell you them at sixteen, and then bring four bucks extra with you next time you come. Okay. You, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we thought it was worth the extra two bucks. Do you still like those shirts? Yeah. How long are those shirts going to last you? Do you think? Are you gonna walk down to the two stalls down and spend four dollars on a coke and a bag of popcorn that are gonna be gone in an hour? Spend two bucks with me. Yeah, you know, yeah. just make just make the case. Yeah, and, and if they notice, if they do, and and I would also say that, um, you know, you would just have to be. Uh, I like being like just really honest about this yeah, stuff too. Sure. You just say, with the cost of doing business and the cost of shirts, um, everybody wants to blame everything on tariffs now. So just say that word. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but none of your stuff comes from China. Yeah, but tariffs. Tariffs. You know? um, so, but you could just talk about, listen, the, the cost of doing business, I'm trying to grow my business, I'm doing different things like that. I've been looking at it, I really think that $18 is still a fair price. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of things to, um, to improve the work I put into them and improve like the, the quality of the product you I'm can, delivering. I, and I, I really that. think 18 is a really good price and I'd love for you to stay my customer. So here's what, because you were surprised today, yeah. $16 for all the it. shirts you want to buy today. Um, and next time, you know, if you still I, love them just as much, 18 would be. I've got, I've got another good one. Sure. Blame it on your accountant. Okay. <laughs> so you, you know go. what? I met with my accountant mm -hmm. and we took a look at all the numbers. And eighteen dollars is the price that I need yeah. to start charging for the shirts. That was his advice. Yeah. What do you think? That's act. That's really good I too. I like that too. I'm um, blaming other people. Yeah. <laughs> tariffs. You know. Tariffs. My accountant <laughs> said the tariffs. Um, so, so, so yeah, that's, that's the good. Tipping point. That's yeah. the the Mark Stevenson and tipping point. I, and I like that. Great. You just okay. you just continually go up a little bit over some time. Yeah. Get a feel for it. Um, you might lose a customer that isn't panic button mode yet. Yep. Just because you lost one, you're gonna have to use your sales, uh, your your salesmanship, and all of these things as you're talking to these people to help retain right. some of them. And sometimes you do, you offer that discount and tell them next time. So for so you. so I, I just want to do a little do, and I want you all to do this with me. Just all right. do a little mental math here. Mm -hmm. um, Can I use a pen? Yes. Okay. Uh, for your mental math. <laughs> so do uh, you have to imagine it? So let's say that you make ten dollars a shirt. Most mm -hmm. of you make more than that if you're in retail or going to markets and things like that. But let's say if you make $10 a shirt now and you raise your prices by $2. Mm -hmm. 
your costs all stay the same. Mm -hmm. So that means you're going to make an extra $2 a shirt. Mm -hmm. So you would have to sell, if you didn't make that, that price change, you'd have to sell an extra five shirts mm -hmm. to make that same amount of money. Mm -hmm. you, or you could look at it, you can sell five less shirts. Five people can go decide to shop somewhere else and you would save the work it took to make those shirts and you'd make the same amount of money. Or you're making an extra 20%. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, and the, the part where you say, you know, you, you lost one or two customers, yeah. but you made the same amount of money, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a scary feeling and thought. Yeah. But you, now you're actually making the money that you need to make to stay in business. Yeah, but it, it's also kind of like if you could get, if you have a day job, and you could get the same same amount of money for working 20% less time. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's what? That's over an hour and a half to work less but make the same amount of money. Would you do that? Yeah, and that's and that's actually where I was going with it on the, the money you need to make to stay in business. Yeah. Because so many people start, you know, side jobs and side hustles and they quit them because the effort and time they're putting into it is it's just not, worth, not worth what's going on. So this will help to make you make it worth it. So um, number two. Yes, number two is a, a new product change tactic. Okay. And I like this, This a, it's a little bit of a safety valve. Mm -hmm. um, if you're uncomfortable with the tipping point, or you could do both. If you bring in a new product or you have a new design, then that's a great time um, and excuse to raise your prices. Mm -hmm. So if you use hats, for example, if you bring in a new kind of hat or have a new fresher design, you can charge more. Just like in a retail environment, every year um, retail clothing shops come out with, yeah. they come out with their new stuff, their old stuff is a little bit cheaper, the new stuff is a lot more expensive. Yeah, how do you think they got phones to go from being like 50 bucks to $1,500? Yeah, know? there you they go. They make a new one every year and increase the price by 100 bucks. That's great. Um, but I'm sure part of it is that, is part of it is the new and they're raising their price mm -hmm. so, you know, to cover some things. So, um, but all, with that, you can also, you can do this in a few different ways. You can, um, you can go ahead and find a shirt or a hat or something like that that's similar to what you sell, but maybe is that bump up in quality better? Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe it's a pre-shrunk shirt or maybe it's yeah. whatever it might be or just it feels a little softer yep. or it's a little heavier, whatever it is. And it costs you marginally more, 50 cents more per shirt. But take that 50 cents more per shirt and turn it into $3 more or $4 more per shirt in retail. You actually are delivering a product that is better yep. and it feels better. It's a real easy excuse to talk about the increase in price. And I like where you put, you know, leave the older ones as is or don't offer the older ones ever unless somebody is really pushing for it. Let me see if I can still get those for you. Yeah, I, I like that too because, and I'll give a plug for Coleman and Company and the wholesale apparel. Yeah. You know, there's some good stuff happening there. So you might have the opportunity to get a really good quality shirt, even if it's just a different design, um, for a great price and be able to be able to upcharge for it. Mm -hmm. You know, just because it's different and new. And this will this will also tell you that your customers are willing to pay more. You know, if if anyone walks into your shop or your market or orders from your online store and they pick a more expensive garment over a less expensive mm -hmm. garment, then you should pay attention to that because you're telling you're telling they're telling you that they had twenty dollars or twenty-five dollars to spend on that shirt. Yeah. You're only just you're just asking them for fifteen or twenty. Yeah, they had that extra money. Yeah, they and didn't go out and make an willing extra ten to, bucks. Willing to spend it. Yeah, we have a, the complete gamut of apparel to choose from. You know, yeah. Mark and I, in regards to just just like you guys do too. You know, often, mm -hmm. but we've known this industry for years. We know a bunch of people. We can order and pay for shirts, and we can custom design them. All this stuff. I I never ever buy the cheapest one. That yeah. they sell. Yeah. Ever. No. Uh, this, this, well, I'm just making noise on my microphone, but this, <laughs> this, you know, golf polo style shirt is definitely not the cheapest one. And yes. I know the style you're wearing is not the cheapest not. one, but it's the one that you're willing to pay for for the quality that it is. Right. 
and uh, your customers are going to do that too. So bring, if you're if you're only offering a cheapest option, a way to a way to is to bring in something new. Yep. And charge more for it. And while you're charging more for it, charge more than you would have charged in your old mindset. Yeah. Charge what your new mindset it's, would charge. It's a great opportunity, and then you'll know you'll know uh, pretty quickly if no one want if no one chooses the twenty five dollars shirt, mm -hmm. then you'll know that your market and your design, your customer base, where you are, your location, all those things um, demand a lower price. Yeah, product. and and definitely the, the the trap you can get into here is do not give up too quickly and do not give up without making sure you have a really good pitch for this new product yeah. that you've got. You've got to sell its features. Apparel all has features. You know? nobody, nobody knows that. You know, nobody but knows if that. you watch some TV commercials, you're going to, you hear it all the time. Yeah. You know, on TV commercials, you know, just uh, different sports apparel or different things like they talk about it not shrinking or they talk about uh, sweating or not smelling or not staining yep. or whatever it is. Um, every shirt that you buy from a wholesale um, vendor has a description on it with features of the garment. Learn how to sell those features before you give up on the price. I, I agree. Now, um, number three, mm -hmm. I think is pretty much right in your wheelhouse. Okay. So uh, we're, we want to talk about using discounts and offers mm -hmm. to figure out if lower prices might work. Yeah, sure. So um, to figure out if, if lower prices specifically? Yes. Okay. So. Um, it's pretty simple, right? You have you have your price that you have, and this is you know this is a blend of if you're getting too high or too low. You've got that shirt, say that's twenty five dollars, yep. and you're trying to sell it. So you can immediately offer a discount on this garment. Um, say it's not selling too much, and you could offer a discount. Hey, I've got ten percent off. Yeah. This particular one, and you take two dollars and fifty cents off this twenty five dollar shirt, and you look to see what kind of impact that actually makes in the sales. So if you do, say you're not selling them at 25 and right. you lower it 10% and you're still not selling it. So maybe you lower it another 10% and you're still not selling it. At this point in time, it's either the shirt is not worth that, your market doesn't want it, or you can't sell it. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And, and the, you kind of get the opportunity to do the reverse math here. Uh -huh. We talked about selling fewer shirts, but at a higher profit margin as, as being a good thing. Well, what if your labor impact isn't too much and you realize that instead of, you know, selling, let's say, 300 shirts a month mm -hmm. at a $10 profit, that if you found the right garment and the right deal, that you could make $9 and sell 500 shirts. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, so discounting doesn't mean that you necessarily are going to make less money overall. Um, Home Depot doesn't make less money because they give you a deal on lights. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it's, a, it's that same kind of attitude. You could make significantly more by offering a deal on a particular product. Yeah, and this is, this is that balance that, that we're talking about of finding that right zone and why knowing your numbers and charting all this information is really important. Yep. Because you're gonna start to realize this and it's harder when you have less sales to go off of. Yes. So when you've got 10 or 20 orders a month and you're really small, it's harder because your fluctuations in month are gonna be, if it's two orders, you fluctuated 10% in your orders. Yeah. So you've really gotta look at this stuff and figure out a good method. So a method that you can start with in doing this, I think is kind of um, using these three that we have so far together. You yeah. bring in a new apparel and bring in a new piece of apparel, start to sell it, and really get up there in the price, all right? Not ridiculously you know silly high see but but high like uncomfortable a level uncomfortably high for you it's got to be uncomfortably high. i personally i want your friends to call you a name <laughs> that's how what like you'll never sell something for that price mm. and then i want you to charge a little bit more than that mm. <laughs> and if no one cusses at you in the store or gives you a bad comment in your chat then, uh, then keep raising your price. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and, and, I, here's yeah. what I want. Yeah. I want all of you to be able to make one shirt a month and make $10,000 make $10,000. That's the $10,000 shirt. Yeah. But really, when it comes to this stuff, is it, it should be just, it should be uncomfortably high yeah. because that means you're pushing your limits. And, and then at that point in time, 
you can offer it uncomfortably high and you could offer some discounts yeah. to see that if is, you know, is the uncomfortably high price, you have to make sure you actually try to sell it at that price and do you sell it? Yeah. And if you offer it at a little bit of a discount, does it work? And you're gonna have to, if you're selling in person um, specifically, you're going to have to use some of the other skills you've learned over the course of listening to this podcast yes. and listen to the communication and of this customer and how they're verbally reacting to things and non-verbally reacting if you want to offer that discount or not. Yes. You know, so you're going to have to figure this out and remember you always have to sell the features of your business and the apparel if you want to get that better money for it. Yeah, and I'll also say that you have to to already be profitable before you can offer discounts. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So if you don't know your numbers, don't go broke because you're offered ten percent to see if this would work. Yeah. Right. You've got you've got to know. You've got to have that flexibility, which which means you've had to do one of those first two. Mm-hmm. First. Yeah. Unless you already know you're wildly profitable and you have plenty of room to play with, but really the reason that we put this in here is because. People coupon and discount for a reason, mm-hmm. and um, it's not my favorite strategy, but it is a very popular and successful strategy that might work for your business. You just you just need to add it to the mix and find out. Yeah, and I agree. It's it's not something that um, we don't. You know, you, if you if you haven't gotten a Coleman and Company coupon, I mean, nobody really did. You know, like yeah. like we have some discounts in the beginning and offers in here every once in a while, but that's not really the strategy. We try to make the prices really fair. Right. We try to have a really good product. We try to deliver. I mean, we've again all yeah. the all the reasons and to buy from us are the same reasons to buy from you, just different words. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, so, you, so you had to figure that out. Yep. So mm-hmm. so number four is uh, this is this is where you get into. Real marketing. Okay. Yeah. Right? Because you're talking about A B testing. You show different prices to different users and measure the performance. So talk about how we might do that and how they might do that. We would never do that. We would never do that. We would never do that. Never offer (laughs) two different prices. No, I I think really what it is when it when it comes down to this is you're gonna start quoting some apparel, you know, and you know, there there is strategy to this because you don't want to be selling uh, shirts to that have your local high school design on it, and then when one mom comes in, you're like, "Oh, it's twenty bucks." And then the next mom comes in, it's twenty-five bucks. You could start developing a reputation there. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but we're talking about like custom orders for things that are are, are you know, that when you're looking at these customers customers as a whole, they're different orders, they're different people, but you know what the strategy is behind it. Yeah. So you could offer a price break that's at a different time, you know, like maybe you, you offer, you know, hey, for, you know, for you, I'm going to do a price break after 10 shirts, right. you know, kind of an unri- unwritten things. What do well, you think about well, that? Well, I, I think, you know, more what I'm thinking of is, is um, I talked to one customer, uh, Keely out in, um, out in Texas, I think she is, and she does, a, she does different markets. Okay. So she'll do like a market on Wednesday and a market on Saturday, mm-hmm. and she'll go to a different town. You know, uh, $20 at market number one and $22 at market number two. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, $24 mm-hmm. at market number three. Mm-hmm. How did we do compared to the last time we did these? Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't feel about feel bad about that no, at all. No, no. And know, it's a different location it, because it, this is, it's a different location. It's a different it can also, time. It can also know? be if you're if you're serving two slightly different markets or you have a nice email, ad, um, email list, mm-hmm. you could try sending out an email you know, two different coupons. Mm-hmm. You could try sending out a new design. One is priced at $25 and one is priced at $27 and see what the response to those are. And this is market testing. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, and this is what I mean about the, the emotional and moral implications that people have, mm-hmm. is I can go to two different Walmarts and find different prices. Yeah. You know, I can go to, um, I live near downtown Tampa, a hundred percent of everything is more expensive than the same things in Plant City. A hundred percent. They're the same things. Yeah. So the grocer in downtown Tampa does not feel bad about charging more. You know. So you know you should look at this kind of A/B testing for relative performance. You may sell more at twenty-seven dollars than you did at twenty-five. You don't know. Yeah. You know, so you you've got to give your oppor- yourself the opportunity 
to test however you can. Yeah. And different prices to different users is one way to do that. Yeah, and that, and that's and that's a, it's a it can be tricky, but it can be really easy when you put it that way. Like you're yeah. going to some different markets, just try a different price, try a different sale, try a different thing like yeah. that. And you can also do the same thing when you're when you're quoting different jobs yeah. as well. So if you know as you're quoting jobs for um, for say a small business you know, like uh, doing versus like the school. You know, yeah. you could try to quote different things to them. It's a different market. It's a different type of people, yep. and you see how how both of those react. And then if it reacts well with one, you can try, go ahead it, and try it with one. the other one. Yep, that's true. Um, we've also got number five here is to create different versions of your products and offer them at different prices to see which performs better. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a new product, yeah. but maybe there's something just slightly different. Maybe you can. Um, try a 10% larger design and charge more, mm. you know, or two locations and charge significantly more. Mm. It's like the new product strategy um, to test out new products. Yeah, you can also try, um, like a, there's, there might be a Port & Company shirt and a Jersey shirt that are really similar shirts, Yeah, but they're different shirts. Right. Um, and they're really similar in cost and similar in weight and similar in, in style and all these things, but they're two different shirts. So you can actually, these are costing you the same, but they're yeah. different products. And you could go ahead and just say, the Port & Company one I'm going to charge $3 more for. Yeah. And that's a good test because the product is relatively close to the same. Yeah, and it's, it would be really interesting. I'm interested to hear from you guys if you do that. Um, how successful the more expensive shirts are. Mm -hmm. Because people will make a decision to buy something more expensive because it's more expensive. Yeah. Because if you charge more, they assume certain things about the product. For sure. And about themselves if they wear it. Yeah, no, so. definitely, definitely. Um, okay, so, oh, you talked about the email. You had made a note yep. about that. So um, we've got a few more notes here. These are all, so these right here are all some different tactics and ways to do it. And then um, we, I wrote down, we wrote down some things that are alternative ways yeah. to kind of raise your prices because there's one of, previous strategy is just raise your freaking prices, yeah. right? It's like you charge $20, you charge 22. You charge yeah. 12, you charge 14. You just raise your prices. Whatever it costs, you just raise it. Can I, right? can I, can I make it simple and say yeah. all of you should raise your prices 10% right now? Yeah. Let me just, I should have started with that. <laughs> just forget testing, just raise your prices uh, by 10% mm -hmm. and see what happens. So, okay. but, yeah, but here are some ways that you can raise prices and um, in a softer way, and in a way that uh, doesn't feel as brute and as harsh. Okay. And um, also, you can raise your prices 10% and still do all of these things. Yeah, absolutely. So you can do these in addition to. Yep. So if you're trying to get to 20% more, um, this is a way to get that extra 10%. Okay. So um, adjusting discounts on volume. Okay. So. Typically, um, the way apparel will go is you buy one shirt, it's this. You buy 10 shirts, it's this. Yeah, 50, okay. 100 plus. I get it. And so move those tiers. So if you normally charge one to 10 shirts, it's the same price. You get a discount at 10, move it to a dozen. Move yeah, it to 15. Yeah, I get it. That's a good idea. So that means a percentage of your orders, that order that got was 11 shirts you used to give a 15% discount on, that order of 11 shirts no longer got that. So they have to do one of two things. They have to buy four more shirts, win, yep. um, or they pay more money for the 11 shirts. I, I love that strategy. That's great. So um, and so just bump it up across the board. Yes. And this is something else that you can do in um, when you had mentioned the tipping point method. Yeah. You could do this as well, too. Yeah. You know, 10, 12, 15, and maybe, you're, maybe you get up to 20 before you get your first discount. And there are plenty of places that that do that they don't offer a discount until you get to a pretty big number yeah uh, so um, add value extras yeah if you're if you're not doing this part then you have not nearly listened to enough podcasts yeah mm -hmm. right we're constantly talking about um, bumping the order your average order value and the profitability by adding more things to every order mm -hmm. by offering more profitable things to everyone that buys anything yeah. from you. So you raise all your prices of, of all your hats and shirts and things like that by five bucks a good number, but you give some value with that. Yeah. So um, so some things you could do are 
like you include um, a card with wash instructions on every shirt. You could buy a stack of 500 or 1,000 cards yeah. for their pennies a piece. Yep. So now every shirt comes with a tag with wash instructions. They're all individually bagged with a clear bag that you get from Uline that costs, again, pennies. You're, you're, kind, of, you're kind of raising the customer yeah, experience. Yeah, you're raising the customer experience. You're raising the value so when they receive this, it feels like it's worth more. Um, and it is worth more, for yep. one, because you are providing some value to that. There is value to those things. And, uh, or, and you can also off, offer some things that, are, that aren't necessarily tangible, but are nice to say. Like one idea that I said was um, a 25, with every shirt that you buy from us, when you buy more than 20 shirts, you get a 25% size exchange. What does oh, yeah. that mean? That means that if you order the shirts and you have one or two people that the, the large or the extra large wasn't right for them. Yes, and it's too uh, small. And they couldn't trade. Okay. <laughs> then, uh, then they can bring that shirt back to you. You'll take it, and they could buy another one for twenty five percent off the original okay. price. That's good. I like and that. And you can give them a little, or whatever percent off you think is the right percent off. Yeah, but so, that's like a comfort uh, guarantee of some sort. That's pretty good. Th this this is kind of one of the strategies that Cold Essie uses. Mm -hmm. Is is we add so much additional value for the same price. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't pay for a direct-to-garment printer and then pay for training mm -hmm. and then pay for support. You know, um, we make it uh, a pleasant and easy transaction and we throw in things like um, a couple of t-shirts for you to test your mm -hmm. printer out. There's a, uh, there's a uh, webcam that we send out, mm -hmm. you know, as a value add, so you can work with our support and training people if you're having any kind of an issue. So we build as much value into our products as possible, um, and that's how we maintain the prices that we charge. Yeah, yeah, and, and and with that, it's like a webcam doesn't cost a lot, right? right? But the value to everybody in the transaction, it's worth so much, right? Huge. So like that's I, I consider it to very similar to a wash instruction card. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the training for the user to when they get their shirt, how to put it in the wash. Yeah, it improves their experience. So the webcam improves the uh, owner of an embroidery machine's experience because they can plug it in and say, here, this is what it's doing. Yes, it improves the trainers and technicians' experience because they can say, here's how you fix it easily. And the same thing with your customers. So provide things like that that uh, add to the experience and it's worth more. Yeah. And um, you're able to get the, the price that you know is fair for your product, really. Yeah. And sometimes you do have to do things to be able to um, really get the price that's fair for, for your product. So, so tell me about this idea number three here that you have about raising fees. Yeah. So a lot of folks, like, they have no setup fee. Yeah. Start charge one. Okay. Ten bucks. Go modest. Right. Ten is better than zero. So, so you're talking. Oh, I, I see. So you're talking about somebody. You've got digital heat effects. Mm -hmm. Somebody brings you a graphic that they copied and pasted off their website. Yeah. Right. And uh, a lot of our customers will just incorporate vectorizing and making that legible mm -hmm. uh, into the price of the T-shirts. Yeah. You're saying they may be adding a $10 or $20 fee on top of it. That'll definitely impact. Yeah, and just start adding fees. You know, if somebody doesn't have their art ready, just start to charge a little bit of a setup fee. Yeah. And uh, plenty of places do it. It's nice to say we have no fees, but um, I, I don't have any data to say that saying you have no setup fees actually gets you any more sales than if you did have a setup yes, fee. Yes, but I do know that if you don't charge a setup fee, it 100% eats into your profits. Yeah. Right? Because if you've got a 10 shirt order and you're making $10 a piece, that's 100 bucks. But if it takes you two hours to redo their art, you've got to assign a value to that. As opposed to if you charge them $20, you know, you just made an extra 20%. Yeah. So right? th these, this is something that, that you could do. And uh, it's you don't necessarily have to do all of these things, but these are all ways that you kind of figure out for yourself. Yeah. No, the no setup fee is really part of my marketing because everybody in my area and people are liking that. Great. Then you do a different one. Yeah. Uh, so next one we've got is um, increase costs for for something of a higher perceived value. Yeah. So this this one's kind of this one's kind of cool. Um, if you sell glitter like vinyl and you put that on T-shirts or something like that. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like the um, like you're offering a new product. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. even though it's not going to add tons of expense, 
the perceived value is definitely higher. Yeah, so you charge more for something like that. Yeah. Um, you might sell a bunch of different caps, but you never or you know never do, did like a uh, moisture wick uh, you know type of a cap that's yeah. got a per, a performance cap. So their performance cap might only be fifty cents more, just we like we talked about before. But you charge, you know, you charge four dollars more for this cap because there is a better perceived value for it. And that's just the that's just the way that a lot is, of things is work. the one with the propeller and the fan or yeah, those. Uh, that's, is that a better you know, value? Uh, has somebody asked where to get those wholesale yet? I'm Absolutely, okay, percent, hundred percent. All right, um, so I like uh, number five here is just a suggestion about the timed price increase. Mm -hmm. So if you have a goal of raising your prices by twenty percent, if you have something specific, or if you're la like me and we'll just would just continually raise your prices forever until people stopped buying stuff. Um, if you've got a goal of 20 or 25% more that you wanna charge by the end of the year, then do that slowly, don't do it all at once. Yeah, and it, it, this is, can especially be for if you've got some regular customers. Yeah. Because you've got some regular customers and um, you know, because you've listened to all of this and you've listened to all these podcasts that you need to raise your prices a bit. You've gotta make the right money for your business. Um, so you know you're not ripping them off because if you don't do this, you're not going to be able to sell them shirts anymore, yep. right? One day, it's going to stop happening. So, um, But you also know if you hit them with 20% right away, um, they, they may give, you might try to do that. Yeah. And they give you some backlash. They might not. They might just say, oh, yeah, I understand my prices go up sometimes. I just raise prices to my customers, yes. especially if it's a business owner. You, know, yeah. you might just hear that. Um, so uh, then if you get a little bit of backlash or you, or you realize that the price, this is a really price sensitive customer, then you do 5%. Yeah. And then you do 5% later on and yeah. you continue with that. Or if, you, if you're just really timid yeah. or you're emotionally attached to charging 25 or 50 or $15 mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. a shirt, maybe if your goal is to raise it from 15 to 20, maybe you do it a dollar a quarter until mm -hmm. it gets to 20. Yeah. You know, you can you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it can be a softer approach. Don't use any of these things as excuses to not actually absolutely. do something bold. Um, yeah. I, I prefer you do something bold, but um, take into all of these things into account as uh, side plans and backup plans and a way to get to that road. It's good. I like that. And this offer faster delivery at a higher price. Talk about that idea of um, charging more. Yeah, so I, I um, a couple different things that I notice on this, okay. right? When I look out in the world and what this means. So there's a place we order some stuff from for here, um, and they they charge. They have a couple different price bumps for doing things. So um, they prep all the artwork for what you're ordering first, okay. and they charge. Um, I think they charge like a $5 fee if they if you um, want to sign off on it or something okay. like that, right? So they charge a fee for actually signing off on the artwork. Okay. If you just say, no, I don't want to sign off on it. I sent you the artwork. I know it's good. You guys are going to do it right. They charge you less for that. So that's less work for them. But gosh, I really want to approve this stuff, Yeah. right? You know, so sure. they charge a little fee for that. And then they charge us another fee for um, delivering it, it faster. So they have like levels that okay. they offer it for speed. And if I want my order processed today, then they charge like an extra couple hundred dollars. If I want it processed in, processed in three days, it's gonna, if I want it processed in yeah. four to seven days, yeah. which is like this big mystery number at the end, which I'm sure, I, uh, by the way, seven has never happened. Right. Because uh, I don't pay those fees because I'm not ordering things in a rush. But seven's never happened. Four is usually there. Yeah. You know, so that's something. And then uh, it reminds me of something else. Um, sometimes on Amazon, you'll see the free Prime. Yeah. And then they'll show you, like, get it by Wednesday for $5, you know, right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or they'll say, or it won't be Prime eligible, so it'll say, get it between December 4th and December 17th or pay $5 and get it guaranteed by December 4th. Yeah, great way to offer something free and then charge, yeah. and then charge for it. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, when it's like, so plenty of times I've ordered again, uh, the 4th to the 17th, and almost yeah. every time it's there on the 4th. Or the yeah, 4th. yeah, yeah. You know, but if you need it during that time, 
and you know it's in a rush, you're going to pay the five bucks for the peace of mind. That's so that, what? That, is, that is a great way to um, increase your prices yeah. on, on apparel. So uh, what do you do? You could say 14-day uh, delivery free. Yeah. You know, um, priority, seven-day delivery, there's a $20 charge for that. Yeah. Um, rush, three-day delivery, $80 fee. Yeah. And you know that 14 days is almost never there. You could just say, you know, eight to 14 days. And you know that most of the time you're delivering that in eight. And that's your goal anyway. And your goal is really to deliver it in five, six, or seven. Right. Um, but what you do is you're giving, for one, you're doing a couple things. You're prioritizing those people who need it in a rush. And you give yourself a reason to do their order first because they paid you for it. Yep. Um, and the second thing is, is I don't remember. Actually, no, that was it. Yeah, so I, I, like the, I like the idea not only of actually making money from this, mm -hmm. but actually making customers feel great when you, because you can use it as a giveaway too. Yeah. Say, you know what? I can do this one for you. Yeah. And I'll waive that three-day yeah. fee. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do a seven-day priority for all priority customers. I'll waive that for you. I You'll get that. the seven-day for free, or if you want the rush, you know, I could do it for fifty. Yep. You know, stuff like that. So the I think I think the moral of the story of episode one fourteen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good it's a good um, number. The moral of the story is you're you're not charging enough. Yeah. And you should be charging more, in ninety nine point nine percent of the time. And I guarantee that you're not one of the people. You're not one of the point one percent. Yeah, and you, you know what's really interesting about this too is um, we read and hear the stories about you know the four dollar hat and the nine dollar, eight dollar, five dollar, mm -hmm. the one dollar, the the fifth. The, I'll pay you a dollar shirt. You know, <laughs> right, I mean, right. we, the number always gets lower, I and mean, we always hear these stories. But we do these exercises frequently where we um, send out surveys to groups of people, we read surveys done by industry organizations, and other times we work on these small video projects. If you've seen any of our videos over the years where we talk about um, this is how much it costs to make a shirt, this yeah. is how much you could sell it for, we will just randomly call. We'll just like, all right, call Atlanta, uh, call Baltimore, and call Kansas City, yeah. and find a, uh, an embroidery shop and ask them how much it would cost for 20 hats. And I, you don't find them. You know, most of these places that are good and in business and you can find them on Google, all the things you're doing because you're listening to this podcast, right? Yeah. You can find them on Google. They have a website. When they answered the phone, they answered it, you know, in a nice way. Um, they had a pricing system readily available to quote, you know, all of these things of a good and successful shop. And they're all charging um, relatively this really fair price where yeah. I know that they're making money on yeah. it and uh, they're not they're not ripping anybody off they're charging the right amount of money that it yep. costs to make this and stay in business yeah I love that yeah so, um, okay so two morals of the story okay um, but they both boil down to um, you're not charging enough mm -hmm. and there are some strategies that you can go through and I'd say this is one of the this is one of some of the show notes mm -hmm. that these folks should print and put up next to their computer or next to their embroidery machine or, or whatever it is to, to think about every time you get an order, mm -hmm. every time you quote an order, every time you hit the road to sell some shirts. Yeah, that's okay. great. And, and uh, one last thing to think about here is, um, so we, uh, humans, people, business owners, I don't know what trade it is about us, but you hear about it all the time. You'll listen to the news and you'll say, hear what people are saying about this, you know, yeah. or you'll say, um, oh, the reviews on this company say this, or yeah. the reviews on this product say this, or, or oh, there's places out there charging, you know, a dollar for a hat. And, but really, this is typically like one or two people. Yeah. Like the reviews on Amazon, the oh, a bunch of people are saying that 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 it broke as soon as they got it. Well, yeah. well how many people? Oh, that was like fifteen. Right. Well, how many reviews are there? Nine thousand. <laughs> you know. So um, and then or just you know say oh like people on Twitter are blowing up about this thing. Well, yeah. how many people? Right. Eight? Eight. Okay. And and then like fifty people retweeted about of how many? Oh, forty million. You know, so uh, the same thing is with these like prices. Is that you're going to have somebody come in and say, I can get shirts somewhere for cheaper than this. Yeah. Oh no, well mine are digital and 100% cotton. I offer a 25% size guarantee, and I put a card in. You know, all these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that too. Yeah. 
Oh, you know, okay. okay. Well, they and then you never hear about it again, maybe. Yeah. So um, also, um, I'll tell you, I've been in sales a really long time and sold a whole lot of different things. And like most of those people, I tell you, most most of them are lying to you. Yes. They did not get that Absolutely. price. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> or they were completely confused. Yeah. Which is why we tell you all the time to um, don't just quote prices over the phone, but write it down and have a system because people are going to get confused about what the hidden costs are and all yeah, things yeah. like so, that. So that's a I, bunch of stuff. And, and, and just being who I am, yeah, I, I would have said, oh, um, that's their going out of business sale. <laughs> all right, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Custom Apparel Startups podcast. Share it with a friend. This has been Mark Stevenson from Coldesi. And I'm Mark Vila from Coldesi and Coleman Company. Yeah, you guys. And ColdesiGraphics.com. And, 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 yes, you're right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> you guys have a great business. Thank you.